4: Hey guys, welcome to Always Hungry from iHeartRadio. My name is Bobby Flay, and I'm here with my daughter and co-host.
5: I'm Sophie Flay. And on
4: Always Hungry, Sophie and I gather around my stove to cook together.
2: While
5: you cook, I ask the questions and eat the food.
4: If there's any food left, we come to the table together to share a meal, connect as a family, and tell the stories that matter to us. All right, Sophie, today's about one of your favorite subjects.
5: It runs through my veins, and that is coffee.
4: I know, without milk. (laughs)
5: Yes. Okay, let's do it.
4: Want some coffee?
5: I would love some coffee.
4: All right. So, <laughs> my espresso machine is near and dear to me. Actually, I, was, I, was listening, I, I read something the other day that Wolfgang Puck, who is one of my heroes and also a friend, was saying that, you know, as chefs, we get asked all the time by, you know, journalists, like, what's the most important, like, utensil in your kitchen or, like, something like that. And he said it's his espresso machine. Because, nacho. <laughs> So it's not about you. It's about coffee. If you hear cats in the background, it's not piped in.
6: Yeah, don't ask questions. <laughs> it's just,
4: just cats walking around. Okay, so anyway, so my espresso machine, I really, I use this a lot. I use it a few times a day, you know, without without, without exception. Can you just keep it down for one second? Okay, the show's called Always Hungry, but you also must be thirsty. <laughs> Yeah, I just did that. Really good. It took me a while to figure out nice. how to do. it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about coffee today. Coffee and milk. I mean, coffee is an everyday thing. It's part of your everyday life.
5: It's a necessity. Every,
4: every day you have to go to sleep and every day you have to have coffee. I mean, it's just <laughs> the way it works.
5: Essential. Yes. Yeah, exactly.
4: You know, it's like, you know, the, 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 the sort of old adage of like, it's like you have to die and you have to pay taxes. I mean, you have to go to sleep and wake <laughs> up and you have to drink coffee every day. I mean, to me, that's the way it works. Okay. <laughs> but one of the things I lo- I mean, this, uh, you know, coffee seems like a single subject, but there's so much to talk about in terms of coffee because totally. people have so many different likes and dislikes, opinions, and, uh, you know, people that are real coffee drinkers, like, love being coffee drinkers. Yes. You know? <laughs> They love the caffeine high that they get. It starts their day. It makes them feel good about things, you know, gets them going, et cetera. So I think, you know, we should kind of talk about that. Like, you know, I remember you wanting a Starbucks coffee, like really young. (laughs) And I mean, like really, really young, but like you, but but like, but here's the thing. I mean, their advertising, you know, in in certain ways is going to attract a young person like that because basically it looks like a Sunday. You know, well,
5: right, like a frappuccino right. has whipped cream on top of it. Of yeah, course. it tastes like a milkshake.
4: Exactly. But you were like, you were interested right away. When I say right away, were, I mean, I don't, I don't remember how old you were, probably five or six or something like that.
5: I've always loved coffee. Remember, always.
4: And I was like, I remember saying to your mom, like, she's like, she cannot have that. I'm like, why not? But, and she was right.
5: <laughs> yeah, she exactly. was definitely right. But like, I'm curious, has coffee always, like, I feel like, Today, everyone talks about like, like if you look at someone's Instagram bio, like there's probably a 50% chance someone says like coffee lover, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, has coffee always been so essential to people? No. Really? I mean, like, I feel like, you know, like I can't, I don't know anyone else. Like, you know, I wake up similar to my friends and we're like, we need coffee immediately. Has it always been like that?
4: Well, I think it has been that way, but the quality of coffee has changed immensely over the last 20 years. Okay. In the but United there's always States.
5: been an urgency.
4: Yeah, like so like like when I was a kid my mom would she had Maxwell House instant coffee. <laughs> I mean that's what she drank yeah. I, I, and, your, and your grandmother drank a lot of coffee <laughs> like, like literally I would remember it when I was a kid we would, go out, we would go to a restaurant for lunch or for dinner and my mother was the slowest coffee drinking person in the history of time <laughs> now you have to remember I was a kid so it probably felt like 20 times more than it really was Right. but she would slowly like have a cup of coffee after dinner or after lunch and then I'd be like so antsy like to get out of there. Right. I was like five years old or something. And then she'd be like, I'm just going to have one more cup. I'm like, (laughs) oh my God, it's another lifetime. I'm going to sit here and watch my mom drink coffee. But my mom's coffee routine was, this is this was the way it worked. worked. She would make a cup of coffee, she would feed her cats, and then at some point (laughs) she would get around to me. Like I I was definitely third on that list.
5: Oh my, sounds like us. Yeah, but it was like, it was
4: instant (laughs) coffee. She drank instant coffee. Yeah. And so, I remember somebody telling me. Actually, it's a, a woman who who I've known for a really long time named Bobby Lloyd. Bobby is now a partner at Magnolia Bakery.
5: Oh, okay. Yeah,
4: and you know she's just like I met her. She was the she was managing Union Square Cafe. This is a long time oh, ago. Oh wow! Because Mesa Grill was around the corner. Right. And I remember her saying to me. Coffee is going to get really big in this country. And I had no idea what she was talking about. How
5: long ago was that?
4: It's got to be 25 years ago.
5: Oh, my gosh. Well, she was, right. <laughs> she was right. She was right.
4: She was right. And then all of a sudden, you know, Starbucks basically took over. But what, what really what Starbucks did was they, they, they took what was happening in Europe for, you know, for ages and brought it to the United States. Right. Now, like, when you go, like, when you go to a place like Rome— like you're not walking around with big styrofoam cups of coffee like in the street, you know. Like you're, people are drinking coffee constantly, but they're they're having a cappuccino in the morning at their local at their local like uh, coffee bar and then they were drinking sort of espressos through the day they're not th- there's not like five shots in a cup right with some with you know with two gallons of milk on top of it right that's that's an american an uh, that that's an americanization of what really was started in a place like europe
5: right
0: Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach, yoga. No How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell?
7: San Diego.
0: If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.
5: And, you know, I think it's interesting, too, is since you did buy me that espresso maker, I'm trying to figure out what beans work best for espresso because it's so different than if you just have like your run of the mill coffee maker. Like I had a Black & Decker coffee maker, and I I think that the beans are so different to make different types of coffee.
4: Yeah, that's actually that's a really good point.
5: When like, you, I don't know the balance yet. I'm still, I'm still trying to figure it out.
4: Well, at some point, you'll figure it out. Like, I like rich, deep, dark coffee. It's like, it's, like, it's like my food. I like my coffee with lots of flavor, too. I also don't like coffee that's bitter. Me either. And I have arguments with people about this all the time. It's the same thing with chocolate. It's almost like people think that if it doesn't hurt you to eat it, it does, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> right, So like milk chocolate has, has like you know, a sort of lesser reputation than, than really bitter dark chocolate. But bottom line is a lot of people like milk chocolate because it has a balance to it. I mean, it has more sugar in it. Right. And, and so I think there's a balance there. But like if the coffee is just so incredibly impossible to drink because it's so bitter and people are like, but that's the way coffee should be and that's good coffee. I'm sorry. I don't want to drink it.
5: No, because I think if coffee's bitter, it also has like a burnt taste to it as well.
4: Yeah. And so I'm using, I've been, I've, I've done business with Illy, I-L-L-Y, which is an Italian coffee company Mm -hmm. and they're very, very well known. So, so obviously successful. And I use their beans in my espresso because it's, to me, it has great flavor. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's the right balance. Now you can go, what's great is that you can go to like, you know, a specialty store or a Whole Foods or something like that. And they'll have, they'll have a coffee bean section. And there'll be beans right. from Colombia. There'll be beans from Guatemala. There'll be beans from Africa. There'll be, I mean, by the way, like try, try, try them try all. Try all of them, yeah. And then you'll figure it out. But a lot of, and you, you'll see like some of them have like a really dark roast on them and then they're, they're like sort of jet black beans and some of them are lighter and they're a little sort of have, have more of a creamier flavor. I mean, so all of that comes into play and and, and, the, and the way that you grind the beans, like at, at what at what sort of grind, like number, Meaning like some, if it's really fine, you want like for espresso, you want really fine grind. Right. So that you're getting this great extraction.
5: Actually, that's not necessarily, well, okay, that might be true.
4: No, you can in, correct in what, me.
5: Well, when I was reading my instruction manual yeah. for the espresso maker, it actually didn't say it wanted it to be that fine. Really? Yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, I, it's it's all preference. That's the thing.
4: I mean, and here's the other thing: like you have to you have to practice with your own machine because right. the way your machine is going to extract it is going to be different from any any other machine. Right. So, like, it's there's a there's a balance of coffee beans grind, how much you put in the little thing when you're making the espresso. Right. I mean, there's a lot of variables that that, that come down to it.
5: Well, so when I was I was telling you that I was watching this documentary about this barista world championship, they were describing the flavor of of each coffee and each bean in a, the, a similar way to how you would describe wine and yeah. notes and hints and that sort of yeah. thing. But do you know what you like?
4: Do I know what I like? Yeah. Do
5: you know like with like what hints and, and what combination, like, what do you like to get out of a, a bean? Like I know that I love like hazelnut. Like I, I love a note of hazelnut in a coffee and a coffee bean.
4: Well, I mean, I think the classic things are some certain degrees of chocolate flavor
5: Right, definitely.
4: I was going to say a, like a really nice espresso flavor, but that's like... <laughs>
5: that's...
4: <just laughs> ridiculous. That's,
5: just, that's mediocre. That's,
4: that's really a poor description. <laughs> you know, so like like hints of chocolate. I like hints of like blackberry, which is kind of like a tar, oh. like a tart sweetness. And yeah, I mean, I don't like my coffee to be too complex. Like I don't want it to have 15 different flavors, just a couple. Right, Cause right. Because I, want, I, want, I really want to taste the coffee itself. right. To get into coffee culture but basically I'm going to make a cappuccino great okay so this machine actually you just kind of press it and it actually grind, you can hear it grinding the beans to order you know you, you don't necessarily have to do that if you have one that you, you can always buy ground coffee but it's nice there's something about you can smell the aroma of the beans being being um, ground to order it's like anything else like when you, if you have like whole spices and you grind them to order you, they're going to be more fragrant right so same thing with coffee so i always make a double for sure and then kind of one button push which is really key and basically what's happening is is the pressure from the machine is pushing the hot water through Through the the grind through the grind and it's extracting you know the 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 coffee flavor this is as easy as it gets right so you're making an espresso but then obviously you take the base of an espresso and you make cappuccinos or macchiatos or lattes etc and that's what we're going to talk about now we do have to pick a milk now. I'm told that I'm the last person in the county of Los Angeles <laughs> that actually drinks regular whole milk.
5: I truly do not know anyone okay. <laughs> who still drinks whole milk in their coffee. Okay, so if you're if you're just enjoying a cup of coffee, you're not you're not using it for. <laughs> an emergency right. or like a really busy day or something, what are you getting? What well, are you ordering?
4: In the morning, cappuccino. Okay. And it's, 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 you know, it's a significant amount of, of, of milk, you know? So then like, the, there's also something called a macchiato. Do you know what that is?
5: I don't know the breakdown of it, but sh- yeah, I've had one. I mean,
4: the, all of these are just versions of like coffee and milk. And it's just basically how much right. or how you steam it, so to speak. Right. So m- macchiato literally means marked. So you're basically marking the espresso with a little bit of coffee. You're you just, you just kind of like basically a splash of, the, of, of steamed milk as opposed to like a big thing of... Okay. So a latte is like...
5: All milk, basically.
4: It's so much milk. A lot of it's just heated, like steamed milk and then, and then some froth as well. Okay. But it's like, like a latte, you're basically drinking, you know, some steamed milk with some coffee in it. Okay. You know? And then here's one of my favorites, Cafe Caretto. What's that? It basically means to correct your coffee with some alcohol. <laughs> so like, it, like <laughs> to in,
5: correct. Yeah.
4: So in Italy, like you put like a splash of grappa or like sambuca in there, you know, or Kahlua might work. My mom, my mom would be like, she she liked Kahlua in her coffee. That's sure. fair. And then you know, cortado in Spain is like little. I think it's like half and I think it's like equal parts milk to to espresso.
5: You know, what had a moment was a flat white.
4: Yeah, flat white is a, a, an Australian concept, I think. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of... I mean, it's just a lot of milk.
5: No, I don't think it is. The flat white, in contrast, is topped by a very thin flat, hence the name, layer of steamed okay, milk. Okay,
4: okay. Yeah, actually, no, I remember ordering a few of those a couple of times, and then I just got tired of ordering them because...
5: There's, so, mu- there's so, so much to try. There's so much to try.
4: <laughs> and then have you... What about Cuban coffee?
5: I don't know if I've had Cuban coffee. So,
4: in, So in Miami... When you go to, like, these Cuban coffee shops, there's a lot of sugar in it. And it's basically like a shot of espresso with, like, a tablespoon of sugar. Yep. And, you know, like... You go to like this place called Versailles. I've taken you there, Versailles, which is the which is this Cuban restaurant near or in Little Havana in, in Miami, and they have like this little pastry shop where they mm. where you get like these guava pastries, and then so good. You have you see you see all these like Cuban guys hanging around drinking coffee all day, basically talking about you know the old days in Cuba, etc. And um, you know, Cuban coffee is like, phew, it like lights you up because you have the caffeine and you have the sugar. It's like your day literally lasts like 4 hours <laughs> but it, you have a 4 hour very very dense day
5: right you know what i you know what i've had a few times so i'm like a big iced coffee drinker i love iced coffee shakerato what
4: Do you know what a shakerato, shakerato is no so shakerato <laughs> is like it's basically you, you take you take iced coffee you take coffee ice and sugar and a little milk and you shake it so that it, it creates froth oh yum and it's cold michael simon I guess he's your uncle at this point.
5: Basically, yeah.
4: You know, he, he was he's he's a big shaker, shakerado. Is it shakerado or shakerado? I can't even remember. Anyway, he he's he's like big on that deal.
5: That's so funny. Yeah. You know what I had recently was a horchata cold brew. Horchata. So good. Yes.
4: Wait. Do you? Know I what, mean, it's
5: basically just like a it's just like a cold brew with horchata.
4: But do you know what horchata is? Yeah, it's
5: rice milk. Okay. Well,
4: give us the, give us your knowledge, girl. <laughs> I like that.
7: So, follow The 7 right now.
4: Okay, well, actually, I think I have three different milks. Okay, this is yours, I think. Yes.
5: Hazelnut, hazelnut, hazelnut milk.
4: Hazelnut milk. And oh then yeah, I, this is still good. And then I bought almond milk, and then I bought oat milk because, well, I just wanted to make sure that... I mean, here's the thing about milks. Like, if you're... <laughs> If you're, if you're single and all of a sudden you start dating somebody, you have to have the right milk in your house for coffee. Totally. Right? Because apparently nobody drinks whole milk anymore. No. Except me. What there's, milk do you want? There's,
5: well, I'm, I'm going to use the hazelnut milk because we're going to froth some milk and I think that that works best.
4: All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to heat up the steamer.
5: This is beautiful. It's so dark.
4: Well, so, so you see it, well, it's, it's, well. What's,
5: what, like, why is it light on, on top of the espresso? The,
4: that's called the crema.
5: Mm. And they call
4: that, they call the crema because that's what it's supposed to look like. It's, it's like this residual that you're trying to achieve for a perfect, perfect, perfect espresso. Perfect espresso. Okay, look at this. We have steam.
5: Ooh, now it's steaming.
4: Can you hear that sound?
5: Yeah. And what is this espresso machine that you use?
4: It's called, bre- it's a Breville. Where do you get it? I mean, I get it at Williams Sonoma. Um, I don't know if they have an exclu- exclusive there, but anything like anything like in the um, you know in the high end like you know kitchen equipment department, I go to Williams Sonoma because they have they just have so much great stuff.
5: And you're hand frothing right now, which you don't usually do. Well,
4: I have a couple. Well, there there's there, there actually is a there's a steaming situation on this machine, and a lot of times on home machines they're not powerful enough they basically just pollute your milk, but in this case, it actually works, but I also have, what company is this, Nespresso, I have a frother that I use also.
5: (laughs) We like screaming, I also have a frother.
4: (laughs) I'm coffee ready.
5: If I am, I need an emergency coffee to, to really, really wake me up, there's a, coffee shop here that it's a it's a chain called alfred's have you been there
4: no but the one thing i will tell you tell everybody about sophie is that you are obsessed with coffee bars
5: i am well
4: what is the story like what what do you like and actually it's it's a really good segue to talk about the culture of this because right now we're talking about like what's in the cup right but the bottom line is that coffee culture is a culture I mean it's a it's a lifestyle it's a way of life for, for lots of cultures like talk, like talk to me about like I, I want to hear more about why you're so attracted to the coffee bars
5: I think it's more so not necessarily about the coffee itself but I'm I'm obsessed with with being a local and the idea of having your local spot—you know the guy—it doesn't have to be coffee, but I think that we've kind of our culture has kind of turned coffee shops into, you know, the barista. By the time you get to the to, to order, he's already made your coffee because or she's made your coffee because you go there every day. I i just like the local watering hole in a different way than in the same way, but different than like a bar. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's how you, with coffee, it's how you start your day. And I think that that's important. The people that you see every day, the way that you start your day with people, coffee, what you put in your body. I, 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 I like the idea of community and being local and having your spot. Um, and you
4: like also supporting small businesses.
5: Well, I love supporting small businesses. Yes. But yeah, it's just kind of like this idea of community for for work, I, you know, I'm a community journalist. That is quite literally what I am. Yeah. And you get to know a community pretty well by visiting local coffee shops, I think, because like I said, these people know each other. They see each other every day. It's a good way to get your neighbor. Get, it's a good way to get to know your neighborhood.
4: Yeah. So I lived in Rome for six weeks um, a couple of years ago by myself. Actually, I wasn't by myself. Nacho was with me and you're 100 right now. percent when you go to a place like Rome, you you're going to find coffee bars in every neighborhood, like right. t- tons of them. And there was definitely one or two that I went to every single day. I, I would I would go to one near where I was living and then I would go to one where I was going to school. And so and you got to know the the person who owned the co- I mean, the barista was the owner, you know, in Rome. Like totally. they are they, the, these people, this is their life. And you know, the way that they make their coffee is you know, it's very important to them. Right. There's a certain environment there. And then, and also, I mean, people stand at the coffee bar in Europe. That's different. That doesn't happen in the United States, except there's one place in New York called San Ambrose, we, so where they do that. Yeah. Okay. But those guys, like, they're, they're living the Italian life, which I, which I totally love. And so whenever I pass by there, it's the one up on Madison Avenue on the Upper East Side. Like, I, I'll go in there and just have a coffee, even if I don't want it. Because <laughs> I just, but, but that's the whole point. Right. The point is that you're, you're, you're living, a, living a culture. And they always, and in Rome or in Italy in general, they would always serve, like, they give you your coffee and then they, and then they, they give you a glass of-
5: Milk on the side? No.
4: Usually sparkling water or flat water oh. <laughs> on the side without even asking you. Yeah. It's just kind of part of it. And then um, I always eat biscotti with my coffee. Yes, you do. And I have found my favorite biscotti, because there's a lot of bad biscotti out there, <laughs> okay? But my favorite biscotti is, is one that I get at Italy, actually. They have it in, the, well, in, in the New York Eatalys and also the one in Los Angeles. And it's called Antiqui Dolce di Siena. Okay, and they're really good, and they and they're delicious. And I get the pistachio one because I'm I'm a pistachio fanatic.
5: Yeah, we're obsessed with pistachio.
4: Yeah, so and then you can dip it in your coffee, or you can just eat it together.
5: I know (laughs) you're Mm -hmm. the only person I know that does this. Really? Mm Mm-hmm.
4: I'm the only person that that does what? Eat biscotti
5: with their coffee.
4: I mean, listen, I'm trying to be as Italian as possible.
5: I mean, in the U.S., (laughs) I don't know.
4: Okay. I mean, here's the thing about these these milks, these alternative milks. They don't. They just don't froth the same way regular milk. Uh,
5: you know, I I don't. I agree with you, but I think they do a pretty good job.
4: Like, how that's do you feel about good. that? That's pretty good. All right.
5: That's a pretty good froth.
4: It's a pretty. Good, using, froth. It's a pretty good froth.
5: I'm using Elmer's milked hazelnuts, unsweetened milk.
4: Well, that's the thing. Okay, and we'll, I'm going to talk to you about milks. Yeah. All right. I'm going to make. And what co- are you going to use? Gonna, I'm going to make a coffee too. What are you going to use? I'm going to use whole milk. What do you want me to use? Want me to try something else?
5: See, I don't like almond milk. I don't think there's. It, I don't think it has enough flavor. Wait, I, what did you just make me? A I Cappuccino.
4: Made, I made you. I made you a cappuccino and with almond milk. Uh, hazelnut with milk.
5: hazelnut milk. And what do you? What do you use? What you I'm going to use whole
4: milk because.
5: No, but what? what are you? Are you making a cappuccino also? I'm making a cappuccino. Okay.
4: Yeah, I usually have one or two cappuccinos in the morning, and then once noon starts. In Rome, or in Italy, they'll tell you that, like, basically what you're supposed to do is have a cappuccino, but then when it gets, after, like, breakfast is over, then you just drink espresso. <laughs> you just get straight... You just take straight shots. Of straight,
5: espresso. like an IV, a coffee IV.
4: Nacho, you want a coffee?
5: No, you are you're, you're too loud.
4: It smells so good. It really
5: does smell good. All right. I was watching this this documentary about this massive barista tournament in Japan. And the way that some of these people were describing the hints in the coffee is amazing. It's like wine. It's like
4: wine. Yeah, for sure. I mean, coffee is complex like that. All right, let's go drink our coffee.
5: Okay, great. Cheers.
4: I want to tell you something. I know that you make fun of me because I'm the only person you know that still drinks whole milk with their coffee. Clearly, there's a lot more people than me doing that. But... I do want to find an alternative milk because I do like the flavor of, of nut milks and things like that. Okay. The problem I'm finding, okay, is that, well, first of all, they don't froth very well. And if they don't froth very well, they really dilute the coffee and then, and then the coffee starts tasting like the milk more than the coffee.
5: Yep, I understand that. Okay,
4: so that's number one. If you find one that froths really well, one of, one of two things or both things are occurring. There's either a lot of sugar in it or there's like gum in it. So what I really want to find, now my friend Christina told me the other day that she thought I should try cashew milk because the cashews have a more sort of fattiness to them. Like somebody just came out with a pistachio milk. Which I which I was very excited about. I just like the idea of potassium milk. It didn't quite work in my in my coffee the way I wanted to, but I'm I'm trying. I've tried almond milk. I've tried oat milk. Here's my problem with oat milk: the aftertaste.
5: You don't like it. I mean, it's dry. He,
4: I, I here's the thing. I don't want my coffee to be such a struggle. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And so like, I, 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 like, I like the idea of oat milk. I think, I, think it, I think it's a good product. You know, we've had hazelnuts. We've tried almond. Well, help I me thought out. You so. like,
5: I thought you liked the macadamia nut milk. I, I do I like the you.
4: macadamia milk a little bit, but you know, it didn't froth up enough because I got the one without any sugar in it.
5: Well, here's the thing. You are not going to find anything that's going to match regular whole milk or half and half in an alternative milk so, you, like, you have to decide if that's important to you or not. And so if it I, is, then keep going your path. So here's the
4: question. Do you, take, do you have full dairy? And what does that do in terms of health? Or do you add sugar? Because, you, because in order for these to be good, you have to add sugar. And I don't usually drink sugar with my coffee.
5: I don't either. And here's the thing. We have, we have hazelnut milk. We have oat milk. And, we ha- you know, what's funny is that at the beginning of the pandemic there was a shortage of oat milk because you know it wasn't as popular to begin with, but then when people were at home and they couldn't go out and get oat milk, they, they were not making enough and people were trying to make their coffees at home rather than go to a coffee shop, obviously, and there was a sh- literally a shortage. So here's the thing with these. We have, we have hazelnut milk, we have oat milk, and we have almond milk. In the almond milk, there's seven grams of sugar. In the oat milk, there's also seven grams of sugar. And the hazelnut milk, which I think froth- froths froths the best there's w- 1 gram of sugar so in, the m- m- in the macadamia in the macadamia nut oh my god in the nac- <laughs> <laughs> in the macadamia nut milk that i get it, the brand is called milkadamia i don't think there's any sugar in that one either
4: i think there's v- well i don't even know you should look it up but i think there are versions of it that do have you know they do this thing where they call <clears> they call the they have the barista version of the milk like that's what this oatly says barista edition so it's no dairy no nuts no gluten but it probably has sugar in it right to help froth it
5: yeah yeah yeah
4: so what should i be drinking
5: i mean you should be drinking what you think tastes the best and does what you want but i know i I I don't think i don't think i'm gonna like you don't get to you don't get to have everything Like if you're, like, if you're choosing an alternative, you're not going to get everything that you want. Okay.
4: Okay. Well, let's just have it. Let's have a father, father, daughter moment here for a second. Okay. So you want me to be like as healthy as possible. So you're, so basically you're, you're sort of, you're you're creating this, you know, dairy versus non-dairy versus sugar versus what, you know, Yes. versus, you know, sustainability, et cetera. Like all these different things that come into play here. What do you want me to be drinking?
5: I think I want you to be drinking this Elmhurst. Hazelnut? M- yes. Is, hazelnut milk. Is,
4: is that the only nut that they do?
5: No, no. They, I, they do a bunch of different ones. Okay,
4: so, you, so, so you want me to get on the hazelnut trip?
5: Elmhurst, which is an old dairy company. It is? Yes. Wait, I, you listen, listen to this. Oh, I kind of love Elmer's that Elmhurst 1925, formerly Elmhurst Dairy, has turned what was New York's last milk processing plant into a company that milks things like oats, hemp seeds, and almonds. I got that from a wow. New York Times article. Yeah.
4: I, I kind of love that they, like, called an audible.
5: They, well, like, companies like Chobani are doing the same thing. They're big in the oak, milk dairy world now, non-dairy world now. Really? Uh-huh.
4: Huh, interesting. I guess, you know, you have to follow where people, people's, people's trends are going. Totally. All right, let's just, let's just eat some coffee, ice cream, and call it a day.
5: <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Right. Always Hungry is created by Bobby Flay and Sophie Flay.
4: Our executive producer is Christopher Hasiotis.
5: Always Hungry is produced, edited, and mixed by Jonathan Haas Tressler.
4: Always Hungry is engineered by Sophie Flay. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
0: Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Fall Park. Give me a woo. Roller coaster. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.